0: God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this fourth Sunday in Lent, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It would seem today is a good day to take some bit of scripture and apply it to what's going on right now with the virus. You know, perhaps some of Jesus' miracles of healing or with people of, with diseases and such, but we've looked at some of those recently already, and from where I'm standing, I've got many more Sundays to talk to you about that. On top of that, some of you might be so fatigued from hearing about the coronavirus that the last thing you want to hear when you tune into church is more stuff about that. So what I want to do is I want to continue with some never-before-heard-on-Sunday bits from Matthew. And I'm starting to run low on these. I've got a few more to use before Easter, but... Today is a good one. You tuned in, not to hear about coronavirus, but to hear about Jesus. And uh, you are going to hear from him today. That's a fact. Because this is a good verse today, a good text. Jesus talks about marriage in heaven, or the absence of it. And people are like angels in heaven. Good stuff and my guess is this text today from Matthew is difficult for some people to hear even difficult to proclaim and teach you know that might be the the reason why it's not included in the lectionary and here's why here's why i believe it's difficult anyways uh, jesus's take here on marriage after the resurrection it's well let's just say doesn't seem very satisfactory does it you know this single line for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage has troubled christian couples for centuries jesus means that my wife won't be my wife in heaven a woman of faith asks is the bible telling me that my husband of 50 years will just be the same as anyone else in heaven It can be a troubling prospect when you love and adore your spouse so much, have invested so much of your lives together and gone through so much, that in heaven, it's not going to mean the same thing. On the other hand, Christians who are in a bad marriage might find relief in this promise. After the resurrection, they'll say, Whew, I'm glad that's over with. Sin makes marriage difficult. Anyone who's married or has been married knows this firsthand. And even children know this because, well, they live with it too. As we all spend more time indoors, indoors together for the foreseeable future, marriages are going to be tested like they haven't been since 1918. Our prayer, though, is that, and our hope is, is that marriages will go, will And families will grow stronger during this time, yes? Isn't it a little confusing, though, that the church today makes a a big deal about the importance and sanctity of marriage between men and women and how sacred it is and especially God himself in his word adorns marriage with all kinds of blessings and likens it to the union between his son Jesus and all believers And at the same time, you come across this little saying from Jesus, and another one just like it in Mark, where it doesn't seem like marriage is going to matter eternally. Well, this is because Jesus isn't giving us a lesson on marriage as much as he is on eternal life. Look, he's being approached by people who don't believe in a resurrection, let alone eternal life. I mean, in the days of Abraham and Jacob and Moses, the the Hebrew people trusted that God would eternally be their God and they would eternally be His people. But by the time of Jesus, in Jerusalem especially, the religious leaders had lost the plot. They lost it. They had turned God's Word from promises of life everlasting to a moral code of conduct. They were so off the rails... They propose to Jesus the scenario of a woman with seven husbands, which served no realistic purpose other than they were just trying to trap Jesus in his own words. Look at what they propose to him. A woman marries and the husband dies, and the husband's brother takes her in to be his wife, and then the, the brother dies, and the same thing happens five more times. And they ask, In the resurrection, therefore, Whose wife will she be of the seven? Now, don't misunderstand these guys. Remember, they don't believe in the resurrection. They're only saying it because they're making fun of it. Many people say, what would Jesus do as a way to defuse an argument or convict someone of their error? Now, what would Jesus do to someone who doesn't believe in the resurrection and eternal life? What would he do? Tell them they're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God, he says. Wow, don't you just love Jesus' bluntness? I do. Because it means our God doesn't put up with people's absurd arguments. And outright denial of his power. Namely, his ability to raise the dead. You and I can take great comfort... In confessing our faith together in the creed like we just did. Because we confess we believe in the resurrection of the body. And the life of the world to come. Times of increased death in the world because of whatever. Disasters, plagues. Is a time to take a little more comfort in the resurrection of the body. Your body. My body. We will live on as human beings as the people we were created to be to be which brings us up to the uh to the little quip here about angels here in our text now what about this do we become angels when we die i can't hear you all out there but i'm assuming you're saying no is that what jesus is saying here not at all it could be however that this is where the popular misunderstanding originated from. You know, you hear it on TV a lot, when people are interviewed about someone who's died. Grandma's an angel now, honey, watching over you. Uh, no, not really. Jesus would say, that's wrong. He's comparing marriage in heaven to the angels. They're not married either. To each other. Or to humans, so it will be for us. And that circles us back to marriage in the new heaven and the new earth. Remember I said earlier that some Christians in a bad marriage might be relieved to know that they're not going to be married in the same way in heaven as they are here. The good news is that it's a win win situation for both happily married and unhappily married people when God has his way. In the resurrection you will certainly still know your spouse if they too believe Jesus. If you had more than one spouse who believed, you'll still know each other. In the light of God, which will never pass away on the new earth, we will still be able to love God perfectly as He loves us. And that perfect love will also be shared between those we know and love. It's not that the person or people close to us won't be anything special in eternity. Just the opposite. They will. You and I will know our spouses more and completely because the purpose of marriage on this earth will be fulfilled. We will be more united with our spouses because we will be perfectly united with Christ. What this is all going to look like and feel like? What we'll be doing with our time together? Those more detailed questions, I can't answer yet. Some of that is still hidden from us by God, and He will reveal it to us in His time. In the meantime, the purpose of God revealing to us what He has through Matthew, here in our text today, is so that you and I believe the resurrection. Jesus' resurrection and ours. When you believe in that promise every good thing falls in place. Comfort and peace knowing you and your spouse if married will be more united in the future and it will be better. If you choose not to marry in this life or it just hasn't happened or it never happens be assured a marriage feast of the lamb awaits you nonetheless. You won't be sad that you didn't marry on this earth because you too Will be perfectly united in God's love through his Son Jesus Christ. We should all be astonished at this teaching, my friends. The notes in my Bible for this text says the crowd's astonishment or the crowd's astonished reaction emphasizes the brilliance of Jesus' scriptural interpretation. Oh, you think <laughs> Who else is going to understand, interpret, and teach the scriptures? better than the one who authored it. The Pharisees would have another go at Jesus after this. They'll mock him, try to trap him, come after him with swords, and will, with the help of Judas, eventually arrest and kill him. But Jesus will also vindicate the hope of the resurrection, the resurrection that this Hope that He gave to Israel long ago, even as far back as when the world was cursed by Adam and Eve's fall into sin. In that victory, my friends, over death with which Christ won for you and me, He lives, as we sang in our song a few minutes ago, and He grants us daily breath, even in sickness. And because of Him, we too will conquer death and live forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.